Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. And welcome back to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast with homeschool.com. And this week I have been crazy busy. I have done all kinds of interviews and it was so much fun, but it got me thinking about something, you know, just the past few years, I've actually been able to step into confidence to do those kind of things. And even what we're doing here today with our guest speaker, Um, you see, I struggle with fear. I fear all kinds of things. I fear failing. I fear messing up. I feel what fear what people think about me. And you know what? For the longest time, I let that fear keep me from doing some things that I felt called to do. And one of those is to help homeschoolers. And so today, as we talk, I hope that this message that we're going to speak about today can really help you as and individually, as you walk through life to avoid and, and put to death those fears that keep you from doing amazing things. And so I want to go ahead and introduce our guest speaker today. We're going to talk about fear and we're going to talk about confidence and we're going to give you some practical solutions on how to do that and how to work through overcoming those things. And to help me do that today, I have invited Melissa Webb from writeonweb.com. Melissa is an author, an online writing teacher, and she's a fellow podcaster. And so she and I have been Instagram friends for quite some time. We've been commenting and sharing and chatting here and there. And it's so awesome that today we actually get to meet. So excited. We get to chat about some things that we love. Um, But... She's also been influential in encouraging me, encouraging me to pursue writing a children's book, which has kind of been on a back burner for me for quite some time. And I've just been thinking about it and kind of allowing that fear to keep me from taking that next step. So I'm working on that. But recently, Melissa has been dealing with the subject of fear on her podcast, and her podcast is called The Mel and Kel Show. So if you get a chance, hop over there and listen to some of those podcasts on this, excuse me, on this subject. But I've asked her to chat with us today and to share some of that information and some practical insight with us and how we can step past our fears and into confidence in our homeschool and in our lives. And so Hi, Melissa. I'm so glad that you could join our conversation today. Oh, my goodness, Jamie. I am so thrilled to be here. You know, I actually looked back at our first Instagram direct (laughs) message, and it was in June of 2019. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been virtual friends or social friends for over (laughs) a year and I've just loved getting a little peek into your life, but it, it doesn't it feel weird sometimes because you're like, I know more about this person than she even knows that I know about her. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
right? It's it's so fun. Um, and then when you had reached out and we talked about doing this, I just um, I've been excited all week just to spend some time with you. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's exciting. I'm so glad you could be here. So, Melissa, tell us a little bit about yourself and why maybe maybe you have a reason for dealing with the issue of fear on your own podcast and just just share a little bit about this subject and what's on your heart today. I sure will. I have been an educator for nearly three decades. I live in Southern California. Um, so I actually went to San Diego State University. I was determined to be a classroom teacher. I wanted to be that teacher that got the job at the school and you know found her way to room 25 and stayed there for 30, 35 years. Like that's what I envisioned when I was you know, in my early 20s. And that is nothing like what happened. <laughs> but I did get some classroom teaching experience, which I loved. But then I found out about the homeschool community. And in Southern California, we have charter schools that support homeschool families. So you're still connected with a public charter. You can use your tax funds towards some enrichment um, and just academia, you know, pieces that you might need to put into, like, just make your program really full. And you also get a credential teacher to come alongside you as your educational facilitator. Some call them specialist or homeschool teacher. Uh, but it was really great to meet these homeschool families who were like, I want a little bit of accountability, but I still want to do things my way. And so we kind of did this blend of, of these two things. And I'm going to be really honest, like when I went in to this new job, I had this attitude like, well, how are these homeschool moms going to do this? They don't have the piece of paper that I have from my college. And I remember one of the first meetings was with, was with that family, the Gooch family. And this mom was homeschooling four kids. And I sat down and looked at her plan for the year. And I, I just, my jaw dropped. I was so impressed. And I thought, these homeschool families are running circles around the credential teacher in many cases. And it was just, it, it was the bond that the family had. I mean, it, it was just the beginning of a whole new experience for mm -hmm. me. In fact, out of our three boys, I ended up homeschooling two of them. Um, and, you know, now those three boys are 28. He's actually getting married in October. And then we have a 21-year-old and then the baby is 17. So so now um, I actually stepped out of schools altogether. And, yes, I started my own business right on web. And, it, again, it came because of listening to homeschool moms. I think that's something you and I, Jamie, have a lot in common is a heart for homeschool moms. And dads, too. I, I always feel yeah. bad that I leave dads out, but I talk to moms 99.9% of the yeah. time, right? Yeah. But listening to them, I just heard them over and over say, you know, teaching writing is, is hard, and I'm afraid that I'm going to fail my child mm -hmm. in writing. I don't know what to teach, and I don't know how to teach it. And then how am I supposed to evaluate them and not upset them, get those tears or get attitude back in return. And so listening to those fears that they were having and knowing that I love writing as a teacher, if I could just have taught writing, I would have. But I was an elementary teacher, so I had to teach, you know, all of it. 
but now with my business, I teach just writing online, have various courses and yeah, all, all really good stuff. Yeah. Um, it was, were you going to say something? No, I was, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just rattling on here, but I was going to just Probably. mention the podcast, which was your original question. <laughs> How did we even get on the topic of fear? So six months ago, my lifelong buddy, Kelly, um, we actually met right after college and have been friends for three decades. Um, we found that we, for the longest time, and I don't know if this is true for you too, but I imagine it is, I believed if something happened, so like, let's say for the 44th time, <laughs> I asked my children, would you please put the nicely folded laundry that I put on your dresser away, right? And, and, and there it is. It's still on the dresser. Now, I know nobody else's kids do that. That's probably just me. But, <laughs> but for me, I felt like the natural reaction to that, you know, child not listening to me, was to just be angry and frustrated. And then that would lead to like yelling. And, and then that would be my child yelling back at me. And then we could have tears. And then I regret that I handled it that way. And I started just really delving more into like the psychology. There were several podcasts and books I started to read. And the thing that was so empowering was really realizing that you've got your situation or your circumstance, right? Like maybe publishing your first children's book. <laughs> um, and then you've got this feeling, but there's something that happens in between. And that's the thought and the thought is the most critical thing because as people with free will we get to choose our thoughts like it's the it's the greatest gift that we could have right mm -hmm. and i go to second corinthians 10 5 where it mm -hmm. says take every thought captive like own your thoughts it's not just about our behavior it's about what we put in our minds and mm -hmm. so Cal and I would talk about this and we would coach each other and we would start using that word. Like, what thought are you thinking that's creating that feeling, whether it's fear or anger or frustration, any of those negative feelings, we're creating them because of a thought we have. Mm -hmm. And so then we were like, we could talk about this out loud on a podcast and just share real life the thoughts it's creating in our heads, the feelings that then happen which always then go to actions and results. And by talking out loud, I bet we could really connect with some people. And so that's how that whole thing came about. <laughs> that's an awesome story. And I love, you know, that principle of the thought that kind of is the seed to then what happens next. It is so true. I find that true in my own heart um, and mind. If I can keep my thoughts right, usually. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it, that's it. And the power lies within our, you know, our ability to choose those thoughts and, and just, you know, to just be aware of them. Right, right. Definitely being aware. So this though though you didn't directly mention fear you can see how this applies to that so it's the wrong those, thought yep. would bring about fear and even keep us from doing those amazing things that we talked about yes. so 
you know, I'm trying to make this very practical for our homeschool sisters and even <laughs> brothers, dads. <laughs> but fear comes in all shapes and sizes. Um, for some of us in, in different ways, like you mentioned, my fear of, of writing this children's book that's just been in my mind and in my heart for a while. Um, but for some of us right now at this moment, and really I can put myself in in this place too, it's the fear of actually getting started with this school year, this homeschool year. <laughs> I have a few things that we're going to do different this year. And so for me, I'm a little bit afraid that it won't work or it will make my kids want to, you know, go into full scale rebellion and revolt on me. <laughs> So I, I think you hit it right on the head when you said that. So my thoughts in that area may not be right. I need to go revisit those and maybe get some things in order there. <laughs> um, but maybe it's just the fear for some people uh, that they don't have the ability to homeschool their child. Maybe they feel like they're not smart enough or just not organized enough or, um, you know, we're you're a writing teacher. So maybe, maybe that's one of the aspects. I know sometimes it's difficult to teach our children creative writing skills. You know, I find that one of the most difficult things for me, um, partially because I have a background. My, my mind thinks mathematically yes. <laughs> <laughs> writing, it, it, I, you know, it's a little more of a struggle for me, but you know, those fears could come in any in any shape and size. And I know just in talking with a lot of these new homeschool moms and dads that have, you know, there's so many that have decided to jump into homeschooling this year. I feel like they are probably facing these these things, facing these fears. And um, I feel like this may be really timely. Um but you know what? The other side of this, not just us as parents or moms and dads, but I see this in my children as well. Yes. You know, I see um, that sometimes they just let fear stop them from from expressing their amazing talents okay. or uh, doing something that they've they've always wanted to do. Um, you know, just for example, I have one daughter. And she just she has picked up the guitar. She asked for for a guitar for her birthday. She picked it up. She has not had one lesson and she goes in her room and she can play all these songs and she'll sing. And it's absolutely beautiful. I but she it. won't do it in front of people. <laughs> was she on? I remember I think it was Easter. You had two girls, one playing guitar and one was singing and you had posted like a little video. Was that? Was no, that actually that's her older sister, oh. which she's always wanted to kind of be like. Um, but yeah, that's the older sister that plays the guitar and what she does sing and that do that beautiful. in front of people. But it was neither of those two. She was okay. not in that at all because she won't, she won't sing or do anything in front of people. <laughs> Well, so there's another thing we can work on. It. And I'll tell you, like, it's so normal. Fear is so normal. And this is the thing that I, I love to talk about in that when we were created, we were created with a multitude of emotions. We were not just given joy and happiness, right? We were given fear. Mm -hmm. We were given the ability um, to be angry. And I think a lot of what we're doing here on earth is controlling 
what we can and choosing. It's all about choice. It's mm -hmm. all about choice. So if we were supposed to be happy all the time, we would have just had happiness. But we are not supposed to be happy all the time. And so when we have a society that says, you know, and of course, marketers do this all the time. Like, don't you want to be happy all the time? Buy this. Don't you want to be happy all the time? Do that. But we really don't want to be happy all the time. This is one of the things that I tell my boys is like, if you're not happy, that's a good thing. It means you're experiencing other things, maybe some empathy with terrible things in this world. You know, we just hear about horrible, you know, human trafficking that should that should hit you in the gut. That should bring tears to your eyes because that means you're a human being that has empathy and concern and care. And so all of a sudden when we say, hey, I'm supposed to have all these emotions, mm -hmm. it makes it more acceptable to sometimes be fearful and sometimes be angry, but to be aware of it. It's not to not be these emotions. That's never the goal is to not be something. It's more to think about why am I feeling this way? And is it serving me well? Because sometimes empathy is, is would serve one very well. If you had some terrible news to share with me and I could come alongside and just give you a big hug, even though it would have to be virtual or with masks on, it would still be that sign of like, oh, she cares about me. And so, so yeah, and, and the thing is too, like we talked about the fears, there are health and there are unhealthy fears. So when you think about, so like I think of healthy fears are like the fears that are keeping us alive, right? These are our protective fears. And these are like the take action fears. Like there is something dangerous, right? And that, that's not attached to shame. It's like you're walking across the street and then a car's coming at, you know, down the road suddenly very fast. So you start running across the street. You were scared, but you got to the other side. That's healthy fear. Or at night you're like, I think we should lock our doors. You know, you live in a neighborhood and you heard that there was a break in. I mean, I believe where you live, you probably don't have to lock your doors. <laughs> but uh, we lock our doors in Southern California. <laughs> and so, um, you know, locking the doors at night, that's a healthy fear. Like that's being responsible and taking care of the family. Or, you know, we had heard that at one particular ocean, it was like just loaded with jellyfish. They'd come in really close. And so people are like, yeah, we're not going to go to the beach this week. Okay, that's a healthy fear. It's protecting right. you right. from, you know, something else. But the unhealthy fears are the ones that I think we really have to hold ourselves accountable for feeling because those are the, right, they're what we're afraid of is really a negative emotion rather than something hurting us. We're afraid of maybe shame. We're afraid of maybe embarrassment. We're afraid of maybe failure, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, starting a business, I dealt with some fear about that. And so I had to really think about it, address it. Um, people like you mentioned starting to homeschool for the first year, or in your case, trying something totally new. That's gonna stir up some feelings of fear or worry but what will you do with it? Like if, if it's paralyzing you from moving forward, then it's unhealthy. If you go, nope, I'm feeling fear and I'm worried that I might fail. Okay, that, that's just owning it. But do you still do the next step anyway? 
that's where you break through and turn your fear into accomplishment because we all and we tell this to our kids all the time of course you're gonna fail i hope you fail a lot because i mean tried ton of things so fail right i mean and and this is the other thing that kelly and i talk about on our podcast a feeling is literally that it's something that you feel it's a vibration in our body so like you think of embarrassment Mm -hmm. for me when i get embarrassed i turn a lovely shade of crimson red no blush could hold a candle to the, the shade that I can create all on my own. Um, <laughs> and I feel um, hot. Like that. that's what embarrassment feels like in my body. But other people will say, no, they actually start to shake or they start to like. So you have to know what your feelings feel like because there are so many kids who will say they'll wake up one morning and they'll get, I think I have the flu. And then all the Listen, wait, you also have your dance recital today. Mm-hmm. Guess what, honey? That's not flu. Those are nerves that you're feeling, and they're going to go away. Like, you know, it's great conversations, I think, to have with our kids when we talk about just the normality of feeling all the feelings. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So the I love what you said about um, – healthy fears and really healthy fears to some degree, as you gave examples, keep us safe. They keep us from, from doing things that could endanger us. Um, But then the unhealthy fears sometimes put us in danger. Yes. (laughs) But fear can, fear can affect not just our thoughts, but our, our emotions and our physical the physical, you know, what we do, how we feel like you just gave examples of actually feeling sick. So that's very interesting to me how it's, and it all starts with, with what we talked about at the very beginning with the thought. Yes. Seed thought. So what do you recommend? All right. So we've talked about unhealthy fear, healthy fear, what it affects. And the thoughts that are the actual beginning. So how can we keep ourselves in that zone of healthy fear, not crossing over into the unhealthy fear? What do you say is that 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 first step or that beginning? How can we keep it where it needs to be? I think the very first thing that has worked for me, and I'll just say this has worked for me. This has worked for my buddy, Kel. This is what we do. It's building the awareness of the thoughts we're creating. So what we always say is, are you thinking about your thinking? Because you you really have to think about what's going through your brain rather than just react because you feel a certain way. Instead, just slow down. So like, again, we'll go back to the homeschooling fear. So say somebody has that fear, like I'm going to, fail my kids in writing. I I just, I'm so afraid I'm going to fail my kids in writing. I never felt like I learned how to write really well. And so how am I going to teach my child to write really well? Or, you know, this is the thing that I hear a lot of students and families will say. So unlike math, where, you know, you can get the solutions manual that will show you here, step one, 
Step two. So even if, you know, you probably don't even need one. I know you have a math background. I would need the solutions manual and I would have to go back and go step one, step two, step three. Where did I go wrong? But at least I've got a solutions manual that I can go to. Writing's difficult because, you know, it's it's personal. And so when you're reading an answer, it's not like, oh, the answer is 42.5, right? <laughs> you can't do that with writing. No. There's content you have to consider. There's the conventions and the mechanics of it. It's complex. So I get that these, you know, moms are like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking that I can teach the writing. So they go straight to the feeling of fear or worry, right? So when they start feeling worried about homeschooling, that's the first thing I would say to any homeschool mom, grab, you know, grab a nice hot cup of coffee today, or maybe if it's going to be as hot in your area as it is in mine, iced tea might be better today. Um, if you're in Georgia, probably some sweet tea, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and a piece of paper or, you know, a notebook of some sort and start writing down what are you afraid of when you think of your homeschooling year? Like literally write them all down. I'm afraid I can't teach writing well. Um, I'm afraid this math may be too high for my child. I'm afraid my um, sister's going to give me a hard time all year. I'm afraid my child won't be well socialized, which we could do a whole podcast on that. Um <laughs> <laughs> homeschool kids are the best socialized kids absolutely <laughs> that's what i tell everybody talk to any group of people all day long they're so kind and respectful and thoughtful okay anyway um but a mom can write down all the fears that she's feeling and really own those thoughts like think about your thinking don't just say, oh, I'm, I'm too afraid to homeschool. And some people will do that. I'm too afraid to homeschool and they'll just stop. Right. No, think about your thinking. Why? Why are you afraid? What scares you? And once you have that list, you can go back and look at all of those. And then you need to decide, are those thoughts serving me? Because the goal isn't to say, I'm never going to be afraid again. That will never happen. We have a whole deluge of feelings that we're going to feel our whole life. The goal is never to get rid of fear, but it's to call it out, hold every thought captive and say, is this serving me? You know, is, is this exactly where God would have me be? Right. There's a whole obedience piece even in that for our, our sisters that, you know, are, are really wanting to practice obedience. So there's that whole component too. But I would that's what I would recommend to start with if you want a practical solution. Think about the thinking, um, write it down. Like not only should our children be journaling, we as the parents, we should be journaling. I journal every morning, every single morning. I just look at my thoughts. I just get them out there. I always do a gratitude list of things that it's very repetitive it's very similar each day um and then maybe something new will pop in there uh, but not just our children should be getting used to expressing ourselves on paper parents we need to do that too because that's when you'll be like oh i didn't even realize i was thinking that it, it's like it just it just brings so much clarity to why you're feeling what you're feeling 
And you can also do it with other feelings. Like you could be like excited. I, I also feel excited about this year's homeschool. Why? Think about your thinking. What's exciting you? Because make sure that you've got those listed too. So when you have like your down day, like, why am I doing this? You go back to your journal and you're like, oh yeah, I was excited about all these things. And, and we got so busy, we moved away from this thing. I want to bring that back in because it happens. We get busy and you know things change and schedules change and all of a sudden you can forget why you were doing this in the first place. So having that list is, is super smart. And I'd say the final practical solution I would say is to be willing to be coached and coach other girlfriends. You know, mm -hmm. when we're closed to somebody going, no, you just don't understand where I am. You don't you don't get it. You, you know, you just don't know. Be open to being coached. Kel and I coach ourselves all the time and it brings up a lot of laughter. We laugh a lot together because she'll be like, I'm not ready to get rid of this thought. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to get rid of the thought. If you want to hang on and be bitter a little bit longer, go ahead, be bitter. But just be aware that that's a thought you're choosing and hold it as long as you want. But when you're ready, you can totally let go. And sometimes we need somebody else's perspective mm -hmm. to point that out. Like she'll be like, oh, yeah, that's been a week. I'm still hanging on to that, aren't I? So, you know, having somebody to say, hey, I want to, I want to, you know, just kind of a thinking coach, <laughs> your thought coach. You need some kind of thought coach to help you out along the way. Yep. Oh, I love that. I love all three of those. I was trying to take notes as you, <laughs> as you were speaking. <laughs> oh, um, but definitely. And that, especially your last point. And well, actually, let's go back to the first ones. Okay. Um, the fact that you encouraged us to write it down, I thought that was so just um a blessing to me that you were able to kind of weave in your talents and your gifts, which are writing into these, um, these helps for us today. So writing things down and journaling about it and um, thinking about your thoughts, which I know that that's kind of a, an educational background type thing. My background actually is education as well. I was an elementary school teacher myself. Um, but it brings to mind that that word that we used to learn about called metacognition. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard about it in your studies. But thinking about your thinking. And when you do that, you realize things that you wouldn't have otherwise. And so that's such a good point. And then find that last point I love because that's what we're kind of doing today. Um, that's what's my heart. And I know you've mentioned it as yours to just help other homeschoolers and to come along yeah. beside them and be a sounding board, so to speak, or be that coach um, or be the one that has to challenge them in maybe wrong thinking. And I am so thankful that I have a friend very much like your friend. Yes. Who does that to me? And it's such a blessing to be able to have them say that. And, you know, no, at the end of the day, even if they said something that was really strong, that they love you, <laughs> you love them. It's all yes. good. <laughs> yes, exactly. We need yeah. those girls. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yep, definitely. So. All right. As we kind of wrap things up today and, and what I'll do is take down some of these notes and I'll add them to the show notes um, when I post the podcast. So everybody will have these there to reference. Um, but do you have one last thing that you want to to share with with our homeschool community? <laughs> I would 
say, you know, homeschooling moms are some of the most lovable people that I've ever met. It's such a, you're selfless in a way that a lot of other people can't even truly embrace. And you pour your love into your family, into your children, into your home, into every meal you prep, into the dogs, right? But my last thing that's just on my heart to say is how are you doing loving yourself? Like It's so important that once in a while you give yourself a squeeze, whether that's literally or figuratively. But I, I, that, that's just the thing that I would really want to end on is that when you think about your thinking, don't be hard on yourself. Love yourself for who you are because you were beautifully created and there's a lot of value in who you are. Beautiful words. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our conversation today and it's so clear how fear can keep us from amazing things when we allow it to allow that unhealthy fear to take over. I really have enjoyed the encouragement to get back to those thoughts and I've got some things that I've that I've written down here today that I want to work on personally so I thank you for that I thank you for um the encouragement <laughs> and the coaching welcome. I love it <laughs> you know what and the other the other side of this um I know I've mentioned my own personal fears in this session today but I don't want to be filled with what ifs at the end of my life because of fear and because I've let fear stop me from doing some things that could be helpful to others or could be just amazing things that need to be put out there in this world. <laughs> so I want to encourage our listeners today that, you know, if they're in that same situation, don't let fear stop you. Don't let fear debilitate you. Don't let fear keep you from doing something amazing that you might be called to do. It might be very important for you to do. Um, so I don't want to leave it there. I just want to encourage everybody to dig deeper to take this message today and to really go into thinking about our thoughts and thinking how we can um, change those things that maybe are not healthy. So I'm going to create a little principle out of the notes that I took today, and I'm going to put that there on the page of the podcast so that our listeners can grab that real simply and just print that out and maybe help them keep those pointers that you shared with us today, Melissa, right there handy for them. I love it. I just want to thank you again for spending time with us today. It's been my pleasure 100%. Thank you Aww. so much, Jamie. We all appreciate it and um, hope you can join us again maybe someday in the future. You and bet. to our listeners, we thank you for joining us today and just want to sign off as usual with grace and joy, Jamie.